0: Took us through those 80 minutes. No, we prepared to win. We knew that we were here to make history. The whole week, that's what we told ourselves. And you know what? I'm so proud of the boys. Absolutely humbled. And the guys came out, they played with enormous testicles. And we absolutely did it. Fantastic effort. I'm such a happy captain. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another episode of the Dropped Kickoff for another week. My name is Nick and I'm back. I'm back in the hot seat once again for the first time in, in what feels like forever. Um, and I'm super excited because it's international season. We've uh, we've talked the talk. We've talked about the Wallabies. We've been talking about their depth for the last couple of weeks. Uh, super rugby, Pacific, done and dusted behind us, controversies aside. Um, and now it's time to talk test matches. The Wallabies are kicking off this weekend uh, against the old enemy, England. But not only that, there are so many matches happening this weekend. We've got the Australia under-20s. We've got the uh, the Australia A side in the Pacific Nations Cup, not to mention a whole bunch of other upcoming series. New Zealand facing Ireland, South Africa against Wales, Argentina starting their campaign against Scotland. Michael Checker's first test match in charge uh, of Los Pumas. And so I've got two of the usual suspects joining us this evening. Natho is uh, is away this time. He is currently recovering from jet lag on his flight over to Perth for this weekend. So all you Force fans, be nice to Natho. But I've got, first of all, Jack O'Rourke. Jack, how are we doing, mate? We're feeling excited.
1: Yeah, good to be back. I had a couple of weeks off um, uh, battling a bit of a cold, but uh, back to talk some rugby, which is good
0: yeah it's uh, well, it's nice to have you back and nice to see you uh, not in a, not in a flu flu riddled mind it, flu riddled space i've uh, I've also got Nick Hartman joining us uh, as well, Nick, how are you doing, fellow host?
2: Yeah, good. Um, see, it's a bit cold over here, but yeah.
0: good. <laughs> look, it's ah uh, mate being in the hot seat, you you get one sniff of it and i'm uh, and I'm immediately I'm immediately challenged, I feel threatened. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. coming here to, to reclaim my space uh, yeah. as
2: the host of the pod. And you wrestled me good. You wrestled me out of a good.
0: I wrestled you hard.
2: Yeah. You're a lot better nude wrestler than me.
0: Look, mate, it takes me back to, to Oxford 10 years ago. It was a, it was a good <laughs> session <laughs> That one night we went and beers got spilt on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm here this evening with these lads and we're going to talk rugby. I've got a glass of wine in hand because uh, that's how we're feeling And we're going to talk first and foremost. What are you drinking?
2: What are you drinking?
0: I have a glass of a very nice red wine, a Mataro from uh, from the Barossa, from a a white space called Kellermeister. Um, Mm -hmm. Any folks recommend it? It is incredibly delicious and has a nice fruity complexion. Rather, can you can you tell it's my? You'd be funny to know it's only my first glass, and yet I'm already stumbling over the words. So that's uh, that bodes well for the rest of the show. Good, Um,
2: Good to know you're drinking Australian. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mate australian's the best especially yeah. red uh, come winter time but anyway let's talk uh with, with the, the wallabies first squad has been unveiled uh, in, as our first question we're going to talk about what do we like what are some of the, the big surprises to us is there anything we're concerned about then we're going to jump into talking about the england match first game being played over in beautiful wa where will the match be won and lost Question three. Of course, there's two other teams playing this weekend. We have Australia A and we also have the Junior Wallabies um, as well who will be taking the field. Australia A against Samoa and the Junior Wallabies against the Argentinian under-20s. What are our thoughts on their first matches? Who's going to stand out there? Question four. There is, uh, there's a hell of a lot of international rugby this weekend, uh, to put it mildly. And we've already had some some uh, off the back of the Maori All Blacks absolutely giving it to, to Ireland. Um, what other international match are we looking forward to this weekend? And then finally, question five, we finish off with our standard hot takes and sweeping statements time, general controversies, but we'll also throw in a couple of predictions in there as well uh, for uh, for the upcoming weekend. Because Jesus, I feel like I'm just going to be sitting on the couch the whole weekend. It's ah uh, the the lineup is that good, and um. Not, not to say, and I'm just saying this as a fan. Shout out to to Stan Sport and the fact that they've got pretty much every single match covered. Um, you you guys treat us very well. I'm uh, I'm I'm set. I'm basically going to sit down with a nice bottle and just enjoy, be in the moment, and have a good time. Let's talk this Wallaby squad. Um, really look exciting looking squad. Uh, by the looks of it. Um, two debuts and also a couple of really interesting changes uh, coming off the bench. Um, I know you and uh, all of us we've had a couple of chat, chats about it beforehand before coming on the pod. Jack, I'm going to throw to you first. Um, we've been talking about squads for a while. Are we happy? What do we th- what are our thoughts?
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's a great looking squad, I think. Um, especially considering some of these you know late injuries that have happened sort of in camp. Um, with the likes of like likes of Tupou going down. Uh, we've lost a few front row stocks which is uh, unfortunate um, that was like when you look at it on paper it, it looks good um, you know there's always going to be debate about who's left in and who's left out um, we can get that get a, get to that a bit later but uh, I think um, I, th- I feel like this squad is uh, just you know D- Dave Rennie's looking really hard to win this series uh, you know it, he's picked the He's picked the team on form for Super Rugby. Um, I don't think there's that many surprises, you know, uh, and it looks really balanced. and And the thing I most like is he's actually picked um, everyone in there, so you get that continuity. Um, and, and there's a few there's a few combos in there that that are worth looking at.
0: Yeah, there certainly is. Um, I'm th- curious. I'll, I'll throw this out to to both of you, Nick. I'll throw to you first. Uh, um. Let's talk about those two, the two deputants. I mean, Parecki. I think we both, we were all in agreement that that was <clears throat> was a foregone conclusion, considering how well he's been playing for the Tars. But you know, seeing Caden Neville uh, take the uh, take the opening slot, uh, opening you know lock position alongside Darcy Swain with Philip relegated to the bench. What are our thoughts on that? Are we uh, do we reckon it's a uh, it's it's definitely kind of had a, a really solid it's kind of provoked a lot of interesting responses online. Nick, what are your thoughts?
2: Um yeah, you'd think I don't know if there's anything wrong, wrong with uh Rotter, but I think it's they've definitely gone No, for, he's injured. He's injured. Oh okay.
0: Yeah it's it's Well I uh, wonder if he,
2: he would have got picked, but um yeah they've clearly gone for like Jack was saying, like that's that's where they play in Super Rugby and to go with those partnerships and the cohesion from those super clubs um like most of the squad is uh waratahs and brumbies right so um yeah i think like uh i hope caden neville doesn't go the way of sam carter like really good at super but just can't make the step step up to internationals um but yeah like like you said like paretsky per- i think it is nick in the host chair Say his name correctly um <laughs> uh, like you said like yeah you know he was like the shoe in um, and I hope he I hope he can take the step up too um, at the moment he just looks like a really good super player but um, yeah I mean it's a solid squad and it's just no there's no holes in it really there's mm-hmm. no like you know when Checker would just chuck in you know three average players just because he likes some kind of thing or you know Bernard Foley would be at fly half again um, so yeah, no, it's actually kind of, you know, there's not much to talk about it, you know, except for the fact <laughs> yeah, no, except, no, but except yeah, yeah, except for the fact that I think Jack said, you know, uh, where's the punch going to come off the bench? Because um, they've picked
1: Lola Lucio, uh, which is a bit weird. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think I think they're expecting, you know, England to give us, you know, a big battle up front. You know, their forwards are. Of massive and they're used to playing that northern hemisphere style where you're slugging it out. Um and I think that's probably why they've they've bring on uh Neville to start because he's you know that older head um really hard worker nothing too flashy but you know he knows his role as Locke and, and he and he gets around the park and he um you know he gets stuck in. So um yeah it's interesting uh you know of all the of all the calls I think you know Kate you know Neville um at lock and probably uh there's a lot of dispute about going um leota uh, at six but uh yeah the two old bulls parecki and and neville getting mm. their getting their first starts you know in their in their late oh, early early 30s so um you know it's just it's it's just reward for a, a, a really good super season yeah and yeah like
2: totally like it's it, to me it's clear it's like why it should be Waratahs and brubbies because they were the two best teams um and i guess let's like go back to like the controversy the only controversy is well none of us are queenslanders but like <laughs> I, I don't know like <laughs> yeah um every other state looks at the lobbies and goes yep i'm excited and Queenslanders go <laughs> where are the queenslanders so
1: yeah it's very interesting isn't <laughs> it
2: well look if,
0: if Tupo wasn't injured, if Tupo wasn't injured, we, it would be we'd be having a different conversation. And is is O'Connor still injured? Is that the reason why he's oh,
2: uh, Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like yeah, he was very gummy the last couple of games. You know, they brought him back early and
1: you know, he limped off the field in his first game back.
2: Mm. So yeah,
1: yeah. surprised. Yeah, well, I think that the golden rule of sort of uh selection criticism is who would you take out of that team to to, to replace them with. So, you know, as, as you as you mentioned, Nick, you know, Tupo's injured, um, you know, O'Connor's not quite there. Uh, Wilson, um, you know, has been playing eight in Super Rugby and, and Valentini is the form number eight. So you don't need to really carry two number eights. Um, Samu can do the job off the bench. Um, and, um, you know, is still, you know, fresh into his rugby career. So, um, of all the all the all the sort of names that, that that they're throwing out, you know, the most aggrieved could probably be uh, Tate McDermott um, over Gordon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think I'll I'll, I'll give him that one. Yeah, Tate. I reckon Tate should be there, um, but we'll see what we'll see what Gordon does. Um, and it's just and it's just such a good indication of the sort of depth we're growing and what what a difference. um, yeah. um you know, bringing back the likes of. Cooper, Corabetti, and Karevia. And and I think another thing too is it has to be stressed is there's going to be like 15 test matches
2: this year or something yeah. stupid. So it's what? fine. And the the pressures on Gordon to perform. Mm. Yeah. It, because he knows if he doesn't play well at or if he's not with seven, eight out of ten, takes, just going to come in.
0: It's it the that interesting that discussion around Scrum half, I think, is so interesting. I'm really surprised. I was also surprised not just about the fact that Gordon made it. Uh, into the squad, even though like he's been playing really well at the Tars, But that White was the uh, the run on the run on halfback because part of me had also thought, as much as you know, no White definitely deserves to be in that starting squad. My and in, like immediate instincts, we were talking squads even before it was announced, and I think pretty much all of us were had, would have had McDermott in your starting as your starting scrum half. It's I think there's clearly a strategy or either there's either some sort of strategy or approach that they're taking here um in terms of, you know, the selection of, of Gordon and, and white probably, I think, you know, some probably around Gordon's kicking game would be something that <clears throat> would be considered uh, yeah. in there. I think it has to be either some sort of strategy that they're planning on taking into the game against England or, um, you know, I'm or just some, or they're just kind of there is a particular, uh, you know, something they have in mind for the, for the, for the back half of the match when Gordon comes on. Um, I'm very, look, it's the right sort of problem to have when you have a, such a quality player like McDermott who can't make the run on side. That means that depth's starting to build, um, in this side. I think, I do agree. I think that you touched on it, Jack, but I do think that the, the issues we're having at, at uh, in the front row are concerning. Um, even though we do have a, you know, we've got Slipper, Bell is, has been in fantastic form, Al of course, is excellent. Um, but, you know, to have Tupo injured, to have HJH injured um, is a bit worrying. Um, yeah.
2: Pony went down as well, Pony. Um, yeah, so, yeah,
1: so, yeah. yeah. Still and and um, they yeah. reckon H- Harry Johnson home to be out for a while. Yeah, he did it. He's killies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Considering so, like sit- well. you know, our, you know, we've touched on it before. Like our our prop depth has come leaps and bounds. Say, you know, even from ten years ago, um, to to be able to you know put four into you know quality international players in 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 the in the team, um, and they all can do the job. Um, poor Slipper will have to. Seems like he'll have to swap sides to the scrum. Um, poor <laughs> fella. I think he's talked about you know how hard it is for him before so um credit to him uh but yeah it just it just speaks to sort of this depth that's growing
0: it is and you know when you've got blokes like um Salakai Loto who can't who doesn't not just not just struggling to make the you know the, the 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 Australian side but also you know he's not even in the Australia A side he's in He's playing in. He has to play Clubland in uh, in Queen in in Brisbane. Um, that gives you a sense of the, the of the depth that is growing around there. Um, it, it's and and it's the right sort of discussion to have because you know how many years gone gone by have we gone? You know this depth is not strong. Like all it is is really we're swapping out players who we know are good players for other players who we know are good players and who can, and who can slot in. It's the right. Yeah. Problem.
2: There's no, like, Ned Hannigan playing when he, Ned Hannigan's 19 and played three games for the Rorotas. There's none of that kind of crap. <laughs> there's none of know? that kind of crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's not against Ned Hannigan or anything. It's just, like, you know, there's better players out there. Or well, when Checker stopped playing, um, what's his name? Uh, Scott McFarty. Yeah. You know, none of that bullshit's gone on. So Scott McFarty. Um, but yeah, no, but it's, like, comforting. It's very comforting. It is. The un-
0: I do have one question before we move on to, to question two, and we talk about this upcoming test match. Um, we, we, you, you touched on it earlier, Nick, cause Jack and we, we've been talking about it in, you know, in our, in our own chat and stuff, um, that we do, we might have some concerns and Jack, you, you pointed to the bench, um, of Fayenga, Co Slipper, Philip, Samu, Gordon, Alessio, and, uh, Jord- Jordi Pattaya. Um, what what were your thoughts about the bench?
1: Oh yeah, I, I think it's just innate, you know, an outcome of uh, the game plan that Dave Rennie wants to play. We, he he wants you know the Wallabies to you know muscle up, up in the in the forwards and really take them on in in that area. And and that just you know this was it the 6 six uh, six two uh, split for the for the bench. You um, know you know to you know, still accommodate some some more forwards. But it is interesting that, you know, in doing that, they've, they've named, a, you know, a spare halfback and a spare fly half, which is which is very strange. You'd think you'd have, you know, the likes of maybe, uh, you know, uh, or something like that to, to cover, you know, multiple back lines and then have, you know, some, you know, have a playmaker that can cover maybe, you know, a, a 10 and 12 or a halfback or something like that. Um, so it's, it's very interesting, those selections. But I think, I think, I think the, uh, they've added Lolloseio L- just to give him some more to- game time. You know, he he he's behind Cooper and O'Connor in terms of you know experience and maturity. So I think it's just a a way to build up his caps.
0: Do we th- are we worried about him being in there? Is what is your thoughts? Do you think even though I mean no no I mean he, I think he's he showed a lot of growth and maturity over the course of the, of the Super Rugby series of the Super Rugby season. Um his kicking game has come a long way I think. Um and it's not like he he hasn't shown match winning ability. I mean you only have to look at the games against France uh last year.
1: Yeah. Um Oh absolutely. I've just you know uh you know it's a bit of Murphy's law that you know the 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 one position you don't have on the bench is probably the one that's going to you know get injured and and then there will be a, a mad scramble to fill in some positions so it's it it's, it's very rare that you go with you know a reserve fly half usually your fly half is your fly half and they play the whole game so but I suppose it's a question of you know managing Cooper
0: Nick do you uh do you wrap up Cooper in cotton what are your thoughts
2: uh no no it's fine it should be fine um I just wanted to say though before we moved on to the second uh the next question that thank God like to go back to the, go back to like the selection thing. Thank God. It's not the team that uh, David Campese proposed with Matt Tamora at 12. So, um, <laughs> 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 and I just saw him on there complaining about Jock Campbell, not playing at 15 for Australia. <laughs> right. But anyway, yeah, I think, I think it's fine. I think first game, like I said, first game in 15 test season. So let's just see. um, and I think it's probably right as well that, um, yeah, you, you you want to give Lolas a bit of experience, and because he's behind the two big guns, uh, Jock and Quade. I think of of the, I mean
0: of the three of them, it's de- it's clear that he, they have to they have to start thinking about him as that next you know senior ten that, that leads everyone forward. And considering as well the the growing depth we have at ten, um, you know that, that we do have a really blossoming you know, generation of tens who are going to be competing in that position, in those positions for that position. So, you know, to have him at the, at the top of that pecking order, they want to make sure that he's good to go, um, which is exciting. Um, Let's talk, let's jump on a question too, though, because, uh, you know, we could talk about that. We could honestly talk about that squad for a whole podcast. Um, but yeah, it, we've got this match against England. Um, We've got some thoughts about uh, <clears throat> where the game will be won and lost. It's, it's interesting the England team come into this match uh, in you know kind of an interesting situation here. Um on the one hand you know they've won I think 7 or 8 on the trot against us right now which is probably that which is the best run that I think England have had against the Wallabies ever. Um and uh, and rightly so I think they've you know they've been a very strong team. They've really shown their their growth over the last couple of years. Um and you know it's be, it's been an interesting time under under Eddie Jones. But on the other hand, uh, it's right now in terms of the actual overall performance of the squad, uh, it's a bit of a controversial time considering their performance at the, uh, at the six nations, um, kind of a, a very mixed performance. Um, but not only that, uh, going on and losing, I think it was 51, like 50 by 50, like 53, 21 to the barbarians, um, just before they came over here uh, to Australia, um, Against particularly a fourteen-man side, um, which was very uh, kind of def- definitely turned a lot of heads, um, and uh, you know there was a lot of a lot of uh, eyebrows raised at the squad that they're bringing over here. Um, at the I believe at the time of us recording right now, their squad hasn't been announced. I'll I'll quickly check on that. But no, it has. Yeah, it, has. it hasn't been
2: announced. Okay, let's have a look yeah.
0: at it. Let's yeah, and they did up.
2: it in the worst way possible. It goes eight to one. Yeah, it's like, what's it, is it like a joke? Is it? Are they meant to punish us?
0: Oh well, look, it's, it's, you know, you know those folks with all the, with all the crazy graphics and stuff that goes on. The tiles had it for a while, so it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an interesting one. But hey, it does look like a, an interesting squad. Uh, you've got, uh, I think the the big ones that obviously stand out, of course, is uh, you know, Genji, George, and Stewart in the forward pack. But of course, Maro Toji uh in the uh, in the second uh, in the second row courtney laws will take the role of captain and then you've also got the likes of uh, smith at uh, 10 owen farrell will, t- will fill into into the 12 position um what are our thoughts on this squad first and foremost uh, first and foremost jack uh, what are your uh, initial uh, views of this squad to to face the wallabies
1: yeah well it's Interesting squad, and uh, they've left a lot of guys at home, either through through injury or, or different circumstances. So, yeah, the, the, the pressure's definitely on. Um, and as I touched on before, like, uh, with the guys sort of missing, they've got Sinclair, uh, Dom Brandt, uh, these guys missing from their forward pack. Um, that that was pretty early on identified as, like, a real strength of ours um, to go at, especially uh, in the front row. Um but n- now with some of the the injuries we've had, um, it'll be a pretty that 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 contest is really tightened up. So um, yeah, the, the guys like you know they've recalled the follows, um, Laws. Um, he's captaining the side and he, he's he's a stud on on, on number six. Um, Tom Curry, he's a, he's a really strong ball carrier and and over the ball as well. So that that forward battle is going to be pretty immense. Um, and then the likes of uh, and the likes of uh, Smith and and Freddie Stewart at the back, there, they're 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 really exciting talents to watch. So so keep an eye out for them.
0: So is that do we think that's where the game's going to be won and lost? Do you reckon in that forward pack? Because um, uh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah I, mean, I
1: think so. It's going to be yeah, it's it's going to be typical, uh, you know, England style of uh, you know in 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 the last couple of years they've really tried to open up. Um, the back line, especially with Mar- Marcus Smith um, at 10 running the cutter that they're, they're pretty dynamic in the backs, but their their real strength yeah, lies in that in that forward battle. Um, but just touching on yeah some some of the uh, some of the tactics they may be using, you know Freddie Stewart at the back he's he's a tall guy, he's over six foot something. Um, and they'll they'll be challenging uh, Tom Banks in the air. That he'll he'll be the go-to guy that they're, they're kicking for um, so I think it's it, it's it's the last chance um, for for Tom banks to really show his medal and 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 win that aerial contest because um, they'll just be sending um, you know huge bombs down his way Freddie Stewart to chase and then you've got Joe uh, Thconer singer on the uh on the wings who's just you know a powerful powerful runner uh, so they've, they've got to be really prepared to you know Get, uh, take take the ball in the air and and make sure they you know play for territory because yeah England will be coming hard and fast at them.
0: Nico, what are your uh, do you are you in agreement? Is it, I'm curious off the back of Jack's uh, Jack's comments about the back three. Um, it, it is definitely going to be an interesting contest between uh, uh, Coggin, Singer, Noel, and, and Stewart versus uh, Banks, Kellaway and uh, Correbeety. Um, do we think, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts, uh, around, uh, first of all, around this England squad and also around, uh, where, uh, each squad will look to try and exploit the opposition?
2: Um, I can't pretend to know much about English rugby, um, <laughs> except its supporters <laughs> being very obnoxious. But <laughs> I mean, having a look at that squad, it looks pretty strong, um, you know, Danny Care, for instance, is still there. Like, how old is that guy now? Like, 40. Um, so, lots of old guard in there. It actually looked like a pretty strong squad. I've, you know, heard a lot of raps about Freddie Stewart in particular. But um, I just think, like every other England game, it will be really a battle of the scrums at the front, the front row, where we're looking a bit weaker than them. Um, we've got Marco Bunapola on the bench, for example. So, that's kind of how strong they're uh the front row is. Um so yeah, like like always it would just be that aerial battle and that scrum battle. Um but kind of comparing the squads from what I know, I think we've got them in the backs. Um uh, but yeah it's again like like uh, with with Neville and and Swain and Locks, I think you know a, a line out and a more especially will be very strong but remains to be seen if we can hold them up in the scrum and um especially with Cora Betty um, on the wing. Um I think they'll be kicking a lot to him because he's not great in the air. I know he's definitely got better at it, but it's never been his strong point. So I think that's probably where the the game will lie, um, and that's what they'll seek to exploit. Uh, with regards to England being... I mean, they have played poorly. Did they come uh, fifth or fourth, I think?
0: No, no, they came they they came third, but they finished with a a losing... Record. So they lost more than they won, which kind of gives you a sense as to, in terms of the Six Nations, the only teams that really had a oh, good Six Nations them, was Ireland right? and, yeah, Scotland beat them. And then the like only... Wales
2: beat Scotland and then England beat Wales. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, the only teams that, that had a good Six Nations were, you can say they had a good Six Nations was Ireland and France, of course. Yeah. We clean yes. swept everyone.
2: So an interesting kind of stat is that three times Eddie Jones has gone to the World Cup um, uh, or... Yeah, three times, yeah. Or well, four times. Uh, the teams have had the worst performance the year before. Um, like, Australia was pretty poor the year before the World Cup, and then it got to the final. Uh, England was, I think, actually, maybe except for England last time because they won the Six Nations, I think. Um, but Japan, before the World Cup, were pretty poor. Like, they lost to, you know, Fiji or something, or, or like Tonga or something in their Pacific Cup. And then... This year, uh, England have looked really poor going into a World Cup, but he's really changing things around. He's doing some weird stuff. Uh, it's very kind of, it's not very structured. Like, you know, if you look at the defensive line, it's not very structured. It's a bit all over the place. It's not the usual, you know, pods. Um, so it'll be really interesting, but that that kind of aspect, I think, I mean, to not jump head to predictions, but it probably tips a balance in Australia's favour, um, where Eddie's trying to, do a few things he, he wouldn't really mind if he lost the series anyway um but because he knows but he knows pressures on australia to win anyway so yeah anyway um uh yeah that's where i just think it will play like that's how it always turns out you know for sure yeah 10 rugby versus you know out the bat, up the guts australian style yeah yeah what
1: what what, what players in that starting side nick uh you most excited to see in action
0: like I'm, I'm curious. It's a, so there is one, I, I'm definitely in agreement with you both around, you know, it's essentially scrum, but also the tactical kicking game where this game will be won and lost. But mm. within all of that, um, there is one particular contest that I'm very excited to see. Um, and that is Karebi versus Farrell in inside right, yeah. at, at the inside center position. Um, Krevy is obviously, he's, he's a wrecking ball, but he's also on top of it in the, unlike his, his days, uh, you know, at, uh, with Checker, um, being, you know, making, basically just being thrown out and say, oi, make meters, go, go, you good thing. Um, he's becoming much better with his, with his, uh, Offloading and kind of really creating much more, many more opportunities. I mean, you can look at that game against uh, the spring, the second match against the Springboks uh, when he was combining with with Samu pretty much every other with the you know, Pete Samu pretty much every other day, every other pass. Um, but you know, he's coming up against a you know a really interesting character and a really strong player in Farrell, um, really well-rounded player. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about exactly where Farrell fits in and everything around in between there. Um, but you know, it's it is. I'm very curious to see how he goes in terms of in terms of that clash. In terms of the wider the wider squad as well, um, I I do think, you know, the I'm very curious t- for the battle in terms of the battle of locks because you know when you're coming up against um, Itoji, um uh, you're going to have a tough game on your hands. He's a he's he is a top ten rugby player in the world for me. He's a really great player, and he just knows. You know, he knows what to do. But also just that contest between the loose forwards. You know, loose forwards is I think where Australia has the most depth of any position. Um, but that England loose forward selection is really good.
2: Is Um, Curry that guy like that guy with the huge nose is like really good over the ball? Yeah, he's excellent.
0: Really good player. When you've got Laws and Curry in your uh, as your loose forwards uh, in, within your loose forwards, and you've got Valentini, probably the most in form, you know, number eight, uh, arguably in. Are you a Brumbies <laughs> fan?
2: <laughs> oh, are you are you a task oh, fan? You- <laughs> I was going to say Charlie Gamble, but yeah, <laughs> I'd say he's the best number eight in the world at the moment. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. Would you
0: Would you agree, Valentini's the best number eight in the world? Did you just Did you just uh, agree with a with the Brumbies yeah. point?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then probably Matera, number six.
0: Yeah, exactly. They
2: swear on it, yeah. And I'm just saying that because they're both at such a height of their powers. Valentini and Matera both now kick it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's got how you all. know that. We've got, got all the skills.
0: It took us 51 episodes, listeners, but we finally got Hartman to agree with us. <laughs> I, I
2: always agree with you. I, I, I also, interesting, I've never seen Marcus Smith play, so it would be interesting to see him because he sounds
1: like, you know, the next golden boy of English rugby. Oh, he's he's a really exciting player. Like, yeah, he, he's the he's the new wonder kid of um English rugby, and it and it just goes to show like you compare him and and uh Noah Lolaseo, who are pretty much similar ages. Uh, Marcus has played over a hundred caps for for his club side uh, Harlequins mm. in the English Premiership, and I think what Noah's coming off on maybe thirty something like that. So, yeah. I just show you you know that the northern hemisphere those long grueling seasons really like forged forge players ready for, for Test rugby um but yeah the, the the kind of things he does um if you guys haven't seen it yet go go look up that barbarians game and the thing the some of some of the things he did uh during that game were just freakish, so um he'll be a real talent it'll be that's a that's another we haven't even touched on the the match with him and and Quade Cooper, which is mm. fascinating, the sort of, you know, the once was a whiz kid going up against the, you know, the new era of, of guys. Um, you know, I've, I've said it before on this podcast, um, you know, Quade Cooper had, you know, a great South, you know, games against South Africa and, um, you know, helped them out in Argentina and, and, and played in Japan. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether he, Brings that same level of calmness and and Zen to uh, this series, and 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 I don't want to see him overplay his hand. I want him to see, want him to be, want him to be that you know that mature uh, playmaker that uh, you know the Wallabies really need. And it's been a very wholesome
2: uh, interaction between him and Marcus Smith in the media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so weird. It's like good, but it's just yeah. It's so odd.
0: It's like it's the it's the the old Jedi Master. Coming up against the the young aspiring Padawan, even though I feel like I'm selling Smith short there, because <laughs> I mean he's literally been he's played so many goddamn yeah. games. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, the the it's it's the old wizard versus the new, versus the young wizard. That's what it is. Let's 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 do a Lord of the Rings reference instead of trying to shoehorn an Obi Wan Kenobi reference in. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting test match, and uh, on top of it, with good conditions forecast in in Perth, uh, fans uh, in rugby fans in WA, uh, you should get around this match. I reckon it's going to be an absolute beauty. Um, let's move on to question three because lo and behold, there's actually more than uh, there's more than one Australian team playing this weekend. There's three. Um, first of all, we've got the uh, the Australia A side who are coming up against Samoa um they've also recently just named their squad this evening as of about uh, two or three hours ago and god this squad also looks fantastic um to all of our you know I, I think uh rugby reg can rest easy uh all of the people are wondering where all the reds players were they're right here um there's i think pretty much three a decent chunk of this squad and a good close uh, is 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 named you've got uh, uh i think only one two three four like good five or six reds in that squad um including but on top of it you've also got a lot of uh, really exciting force players as well uh for all, um including you know Tim Ancy who's been touted as a prospect for a very long time um this is a very balanced squad um that uh, that Australia A has here let's uh, let's talk Australia A versus Samoa Mr Hartman have uh, have you had the chance to check out this squad
2: uh I have I I just want to say it's pretty exciting that Australia A is coming back it just doubles yeah. the content which is great I wonder how much yeah. Stan uh, or Channel Nine uh,
1: had to play in that, but it's great to see. Yeah, it's just great to see it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a, just as excited for you know Australia A in the and the Pacific Nations Cup as I am for this England Test series. Yeah, like,
0: me too. <laughs> it's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's a pretty good team. Like it's a if this was a super team, you'd be pretty happy with yourself so yeah yeah I mean I've never heard of Billy Pollard before who's the hooker you, fu-
0: you bastard <laughs>
2: he's a, he's a bum, yeah um <laughs> but the back line looks like solid um and so does the back row so it's, it's quite strong actually um and good to see a lot of waratahs in there not many reds uh just for the fact that <laughs> it will upset people from Queensland um <laughs> <laughs> but Reese Hodge is also playing, uh, he's a fullback, uh, and so he's probably, he ups that average age probably quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm just like I'm just excited to see, and just excited to see a, uh, an alternate Australia team.
1: Yeah. Rennie must really uh, rate Lonergan as well, naming him captain over Wright. I thought Wright would have been a shoot-in to, to skip at the side, so that, I guess that just suggests how much... You know how many wraps they've got on on Ryan, um, but yeah, and, and Tane Edmund, interesting, he gets the uh, the number ten start over Donaldson. Um, he's his Waratahs mate, um, but yeah, he, he, even the bench has got you know uh, Langy Gleeson on it. He's he's awesome for the Waratahs and, yeah. and and Dylan Peach as well. So yeah, it's a it's a good looking squad, and what like I we can get into it later, but like I I, I don't know how they're gonna go against. Um, some of these um, teams in the, in, the, in the Pacific Nations Cup now, they've, they've got a lot of reinforcements, likes of Tonga and Fiji and Samoa, all, all brought in some really gun players. Can, can I just
2: ask, so Rennie picked the team, and but who's going to coach it? Uh, That's a good
0: question. I've been looking, we, I've been actually trying to find who the coach is. I think it's
2: Jason Gilmore. Oh, is it, oh, that it sounds is.
0: Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's funny. I don't know if you guys saw it, um, but you know how has got like three jobs. He's the director of rugby in Japan for some team. He's done the Lebanon rugby league team for the world cup and he's Argentinian head coach. Mm. And so there's something if Lebanon get out of their group at the rugby world cup, which is being held in England at one point, there'll be a four day or like a three or two day gap between Lebanon playing and Argentina playing in England. Yeah. So it would be like, you'll have to drive down like in two days and then switch over to Argentina. Um, <laughs> And I was just wondering if, like you know, Rainy's gonna do that? Probably. As soon as he gets, he's gone over to Samoa. A lot, like yeah, just just do it, do a trek, just yeah.
0: uh, one game's done straight over to the next one. But let's let's talk about this match against Samoa. Um,
1: they drafted in some bloody like all all these teams are drafted in some bloody handy players, you know. With these, I'm loving I'm loving the uh, the new eligibility rules when it. It actually helps these sort of tier two nations, but it's not, you know, um, Jack Dempsey going to play for Scotland, piss it off and going to play for Scotland. It's actually, you can see it's having a, an immediate impact in, in in raising the level of these these tier two quote unquote nations. Um, so they've they've drafted in um, Fritz Lee, Enari, um, uh, who was um, the halfback for Moana Pacifica, um, Nigel I Wong. That's a blast from the past, and yeah. I think I think their entire backline, their their entire backline for Samoa is um from Moana Pacifica. So you know when you're talking about that cohesion factor, yeah, that that that's brilliant for them, and and it just shows you um the positive impacts of of that team coming into Super Rugby. So I, I think they'll I think they'll really challenge Australia. Eh? Um, you know that that's this is, this is sort of all that they're missing um, is some real strike weapons, um, and hopefully uh. In the future, maybe uh Sopawanga can uh pop up there if he's um can get released from wherever he's playing. Um I think he's um pretty soon be eligible for for Samar. So it, you know, add him to the mix. They're, they're looking really dangerous coming up to the World Cup.
2: Uh and, and can I just add to what you're saying, uh there, Jack? Uh there's a couple of just, you know, the old names that you've heard um, are just turning out for them. So this is like, it's a World Rugby Pacific Nations Cup. So it looks like that maybe World Rugby's kind of made a push to get all these guys available. So you've got, um, like, Duncan Payawa yep. is on the team. Um, yep. Rodney Iona as well. Uh, Seth Fa'agassi, who plays for the Reds, obviously, is in the team. So, yep. yeah, like, yeah, it's... That's really exciting to
1: actually yeah. see that come to life. Yeah, it's actually interesting. Um, uh, Jordan Talfour, he he's just become um, eligible for Samoa as well, but he hasn't even been picked in the team. So that's a bit of an indication of like how how strong mm. this Samoa team is. Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: even like Michael Alitoa, uh as well playing in uh, in the front row, which I think will be an interesting clash against uh, between him and. And Maddie Gibbon, um, directly yeah. opposite him, uh, would yeah. be good. But I mean, even Rod, yeah, Rod Iona in the in, in the ten versus Edmed um, is a is a position that I'm particularly excited about. Uh, and add to that point, when you've got Henry Henry coming off the bench as well, um, God, it's a, it's going to be a, an interesting match. It's going to be an interesting match. We'll talk predictions in a bit, um, but. Yeah, I hope it's uh, I hope it does the the uh World Rugby stick with it because it, it what if just on paper obviously we'll we'll wait to see how it goes um we wait to see how it goes come the end of the tournament but it it has the makings of being a fantastic fixture to keep going.
1: Um
0: yeah. as long as yeah. as long as Yako Piper doesn't ruin the game.
1: Yeah, the the match I'm really interested in 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 that tournament is is Fiji Tonga. So like yeah, you talk about, you talk about drafting in some world class uh, players. They've got they've named Israel Falao, Charlie Pier and Malachi Fekatoa. So those, oh, are, Jesus. those, those wow. are some three really <laughs> huge players that they can that can they can call on. And I know you know especially uh Piatau, he's been you know pushing for this for ages to sort of change the eligibility rules so he can go play for Tonga and. Like they're looking seriously dangerous right now. Um, and, and on the flip side, uh, I think, um, uh, Seda Manivalu is, is in Fiji, the, the form all black. So, um, yeah, these these nations just keep getting better and better, and, and that'll be great, you know. Like, I'll, I'll be a bit controversial, and yeah, 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 he, you know, we, his problems are well documented, but it's just, you know great to see Falau playing international rugby you know it's great that he's you know not not playing for us but you know <laughs> he, he, he can he can contribute he can contribute to Tonga way more than he can contribute to the Wallabies so um do yeah. you think he would play for he the Wallabies did... if he was still playing
0: nah
1: I don't know nah I reckon
0: to be honest That's I reckon uh one. I reckon Kellaway and uh and Coram Betty are playing are playing better rugby than him at the moment yeah, yeah. um I'm surprised that they didn't put Flower back at fifteen, um, even though, uh, not, not, and that's not a slouch on uh, Piattau.
1: Yeah, I, I think at, at this point in their careers, like Piattau, he's he's such a good footballer. Like I, I don't know how much like you know premiership rugby you guys have been playing, but he's he's been probably one of the best, um, you know, in that competition for like the last four years now. So he, he's he's a gun, and it's and it's good to see him turn out for Tonga and actually play for play internationally um, yeah. after you know so many years on the sidelines
0: mm, absolutely it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting couple of clashes for that pacific nations cup over the weekend i'll be curious to see if uh, we'll be watching the if everyone will like uh, be watching those international test matches but then suddenly everyone is going to look over and say oh check out this pacific nations cup thing that's going gangbusters because <laughs> yeah. uh i'm anticipating some proper flare style rugby um and uh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one to watch. Um, so
2: you would expect Fiji to win it, right? Um, so if you don't, if no one who listening knows it, it's gonna be a round robin cup between Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, and Australia Eight. But you'd expect Fiji to win it. But looking at all these players that the other teams have got back, it's yeah, really tightened up. Um, and then there's Australia Eight who know all know each other, so it'll be a force from a cohesion perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we'll, we'll speaking about you know the impact of um new teams in the super rugby like uh fiji are in a, in a pretty similar position where most of their back line is all uh drawer players and i think that's that's great for fiji rugby that they're just gonna go strength to strength um so i think yeah yeah i think they are the favorites but uh it'll be interesting to see i think i think out of all those teams i think tonga will probably yeah give them you know the biggest challenge
0: yeah, I think so. And uh, I mean, when you when you've got someone like Havili also playing as well uh, in that ten role, it's going to be a going to be a fantastic yeah. clash.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think Tonga, the likes of Tonga and Samoa, have been searching out for you know a quality fly half for a while. So to have to have a guy that's uh, you know playing Super Rugby and going pretty good, um, that that's good to see.
0: Indeed. I just like
2: I just like to add as well. Just looking up this team, I just found out that. One of the most capped players for Tonga. His first name is Ben Hur, like one word: B <laughs> E N H U R. Ben Hur Kabalu. Oh. So
1: just. <laughs> well, <laughs> you want to you want to talk about um good good names in international rugby? So Lester Fiyanganukuku. He's just been named for the uh, the All Blacks. Um, his real name. Is Leicester, Offer, Key, Wales, Twickenham, Fayanganuku.
0: No way, you're bullshitting
1: me. <laughs> no, that's that's real. <laughs> I don't really know the backstory there, but um whoever
0: whoever named him, just thank you. That's amazing. I love what that. A name.
1: What that's an name. excellent name. That's the most <laughs> rugby name in the world.
0: The most rugby <laughs> name in the
1: world. I uh
0: we have a
2: winner.
1: Why? Yeah. Why Wales and Twickenham together? Well, I don't know. It must be a...
2: <laughs> his dad was listing shit.
1: Yeah, his dad must have been, you know, went on a Northern Hemisphere tour or something.
2: <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> where he's my conceived. dad's
1: been.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's where he was conceived. During... <laughs>
1: yeah, they
2: couldn't. They couldn't put their finger on it.
0: Well, but yeah, we you... don't know where it was. It was. Uh, it was somewhere between Wales and Twickenham.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, so... well, you, you Lester, know the story
1: of um. That that's similar to Scott CO. So um Scott Sio's dad, he was he was a former uh, Samoan international. Um and he made a an agreement with his with his wife. Um he was playing Samoa was playing Scotland and he was he was playing in the game and he said whoever wins I'll name my son after him. So it was either gonna be gonna be Manu Sio after Manu Samoa or or Scott after Scotland and, and Scotland won. So he's Scott CO. <laughs>
2: That's cool. And then, and then Alan Latoa is named after uh, Alan Border. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Jesus, I've uh, I didn't know any of this fucking shit. I really need to step up on my random my random <laughs> player trivia. Fuck, this is genius. <laughs>
2: well, I, I don't want to put the pressure on you, Nick, but you're getting married soon, <laughs> and it's <they're> probably frog <laughs> not too long after. So start thinking now.
0: I'm gonna have to think. Come up with a good rugby reference name. Yeah, now you're giving me ideas. You're Giving yeah. me ideas. Well, look, we are planning a, we are planning a, a you know, a honeymoon in Fiji. So uh, I'll have to look up the player, the player lineup, and see who would have a good name.
2: Marika, Marika Wasilio.
0: or Frank, <laughs> <laughs> Frank. After <Wasilia. laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Lamani, whoever whoever
2: scores the winning try, we'll whoever market. scores the winning try. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, sounds good. Sounds like, a, sounds like Marika, I gonna sway that.
2: Rika Suva, Basilia. <laughs> Rika Suva, Fiji, Tonga Samoa. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to sway that one, but uh, I'll try my best. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's talk junior Wallabies, because uh, that game's also happening this weekend as well. They're going up against uh, Argentina uh, yeah. playing there. Coach Nathan Gray. Has uh, named a very strong side here, by the looks of it. Lots of, you know, a really balanced squad with a whole bunch of players picked from from all over the place. Um, lots of Reds force, lots of Force boys as well um, picked in the squad. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's talk about this squad, Jack. I know you've uh, you've kind of you've been watching, uh, you know, some of the players in this squad. Are we excited by the look of this? And how do you think they're going to go this weekend against uh, the younger Pumas?
1: yeah yeah there's plenty of rugby action on to say big 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 weekend yeah as you touched on uh, yeah a lot of um lot of lot of quality in this side and and a lot of guys with um super rugby experience you you look at uh you know le Falfua, uh Luke Callan um keep an eye out for Daniel Maiavar um, from from the rebels uh, the big raps on this guy but um you look at you look at that back line and uh, you know uh, I think uh, you know four or five of them have, have gotten super rugby experience. So, um, and a lot of, as you said, um, Queenslanders, so that, that'll keep them happy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm keen to see all these guys in action and especially Mason Gordon, the, the, the younger brother of uh, Carter Gordon. They, they reckon he, he's, the, he's the better Gordon. So, um, you know, keep an eye out for him.
0: Oh, that's a controversial claim to make after the year that, uh, that, Tate's, ha- that uh, Tate's had. That's what uh, they
1: reckon. That's what they reckon.
0: Oh God! Do we think it, there is a? Do you think that they're they're gonna grab uh, a solid win here? I mean, Argentina I so, under twenties yeah. are no. They're no slouch. Um, even though I mean, obviously, I think was it the last was it the last year? Like, what year did we make the final and we lost to France? Was it was twenty? Was it twenty twenty? Twenty twenty one?
2: I think it was
0: the yeah. uh, last one before COVID. Yeah. So yeah, twenty would have been 2019, yeah, twenty nineteen. I think twenty nineteen. They,
1: they beat New Zealand, I think. Yeah. Argentina, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. No, sorry. I was talking about the Wallabies. Yeah. Do we,
0: do we like, do we think uh, the junior Wallabies are, are favourites here for this match, or do we think that uh, the the uh, the under 20s Argentinians are gonna, you know, spring a surprise?
1: Oh, Argentina's always got you know great depth. Um, you know, throughout their you know. 15s they're 7s and they're under twenty, so they're always really competitive I'm just I'm just keen to see you know some of these these young guns like the future the future players who have you know gotten a taste of that top level and now they're playing you know international so um and shout out to Taj um former former Newcastle boy um went up to Queensland playing at 12 um keen to keep an eye on him and um yeah yeah exciting squad so good luck to him.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, too too much rugby to cover in one week, but uh, not that we're complaining. Um, let's jump on to the penultimate question. Um, as mentioned, we've we've been talking about it all uh, all evening. There's a hell of a lot of rugby happening this weekend, um, and uh, we'll try our best to cover it as best we can. Um, but uh, of all of the international matches that are happening uh, this week, i uh, this this weekend. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys about what other match. Uh, what one other international match are you most looking forward to this weekend? Um, Mr. Hartman, I'm going to throw to you first a lot of games happening this weekend. uh, What's your pick for the other match to watch?
2: Um, So I can't say, well, it'd be England.
0: We literally have just been talking about
2: it. Oh man, I want to talk about it some more. Um, (laughs) Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to say the All Blacks in Ireland, but you just know Ireland are going to start strong first 20 minutes and then they're going to get steamrolled by the Kiwis. So, can't say that. But, uh, yeah, I guess there would be, uh, yeah, one of the Pacific Nations um, games. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Fiji and Tonga, I'd probably say. Um, and then I'm not sure if it's at a good time, but Japan's playing France. Um, so it'd be great to, yeah. So Japan's playing France at 4pm, um, official rugby, official super rugby time. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, Fiji Tonga. And then if not Japan, France, which is just after it.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see how the French, how the, how the Japanese go against the French, um, got like it's it's in the past. You would have said ten years ago that this would have been a foregone conclusion. Um, mm. Certainly not the case anymore. It goes to show how, how how much this Japanese side has grown. Jack, are you uh, are you similarly uh, looked at looking at the Brave Blossoms, or is there any other matches that uh, are tickling your fancy?
1: Well, well, I guess one game we haven't touched on um, is South Africa Wales, and apparently that's a that's a sold out game in, in South Africa. So um, that that's good for South African rugby that they can finally have these massive crowds. That. Um, so it's good. Good to see. Um, I don't think Wales will put up much of a fight in that series, um, but I could be surprised. Who knows?
0: Yeah, it's I'm, I'm really not excited about that series. I think just because of how hot and cold Wales have been over the last couple of years. And that's, that's us Australian fans talking right here. Um, you know, they've been kind of – they've looked like they've had so much potential, um, but they just keep either self-sabotaging or, you know, playing st- a style of game that's so disjointed and so disorganised that, you know, there's there's a real lack of cohesion there. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a tough assignment to play South Africa in South Africa. Um, and considering where, you know, th- where Wales were after the end of this Six Nations, I don't see it. I don't see them, uh, you know um, – grabbing any uh, grabbing you know a series win here the one that i'm particularly excited for is uh, scotland argentina um the the pumas returned to to play their first game at home in god knows how long i don't know how many years they've been on the road um traveling around um but they've had you know a lot of you know a lot of you know first um in that time a lot of you know last year was a was a year that you know they'd rather forget um but you know, you try playing fifteen, twenty matches on the road, um, and 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 spending a lot of time away from home. Um, but yeah, it's there. I'm very curious about this game. Uh, Michael Checker's first Test match in charge as coach um, of uh, of Los Pumas, um, and coming up against a a Scotland side who probably would be ruining their chances, uh, the chances missed from the Six Nations. Um, these matches, I think, they're they're always so interesting. Argentina, you know, a, a really uh, they they've got so much talent they've got so much potential but uh, the problem they have at the, is just you know that they, they've really lacked the chance to have any you know to to really build uh, you know some time together um that you know isn't on the road and isn't focused on you know trying to to pull squads together so i'm curious to see uh, you know having some time at at home having some time to have had a, a refresher um they'll want to they'll want to have a good match they'll want to win this series um and really you know, bring fans back on side, especially before uh, the Wallabies travel over to play two matches. Uh, two matches there at the start of the Rugby Championship, so I'm particularly excited uh, about that one. See if we see some uh, some old-fashioned, uh, you know, fire and brimstone from Checker uh, from the days of of his time in charge of the Wallabies, or if we'll see a new tactical plan. Um, because yeah. whenever,
2: our- oh, if like El Belio plays for I <laughs> think, uh, starts from running it from the five metre line.
0: See, that's the most rugby name in the world. That's what <laughs> that is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but yeah, but look, I'm curious about this one as well, because, you know, Checker, whenever he's started at any team, he's always hit the ground running um, with a lot of his teams. You know, they've had always resulted in, you know, uh, coming up with a strong game plan, players get on side, um, which results in, you know, two, two years of strong performances and plenty of silverware, but uh, then they get found out. So I'm curious to see uh, how what he's got in store in terms of a bag of tricks for uh, for the Pumas um, and how they're going to go against this Scottish side. Um, that's the game I'm really cool. interested
1: in. I always like to see the the, the Pumas do well. Like you know they're the, they're our Southern Hemisphere brothers and we've had a, some good uh, matches against them. So and their jerseys always look real schmick. I love that. I love the Nike uh, the blue and the white stripes. The classic. Um, so yeah, hopefully they hopefully they go well.
0: Yeah, hope so. Let's uh, move on to the final part of the pod: Um, hot takes, sweeping statements, and let's uh, let's talk uh, let's talk predictions. Um, uh, Will and uh, for for this upcoming weekend, we're trying to get through as many of the many games as we can. Mister Hartman, do we have any hot takes and sweeping statements for for this upcoming weekend of rugby?
2: Um. Well, I, I guess the sweeping statement is, and I guess it's based on our previous conversation. All these games look so hot this weekend. Like, it's so good. And it gets better next weekend as well. Mm. Like, uh, Chile's going to play the USA. And I think that's to get into the World Cup. But 8am on a Sunday. That's hot. I'm so excited for that. (laughs) Um, And hopefully it's on Stan. Uh, Sweeping statements. I think... Look, I'm really confident about Australia. Um, I'm looking forward to that magic touch that Rennie has on the team. To take us from like punching above our weight, which I don't think I've really seen yet. Um, but yeah, oh, hot takes. I don't think I have any. I, I, um, no hot how, takes. About, how about hot takes? Hot takes. Um, the other would be Sinbin or oh, Angus Bell. Angus Bell, you <laughs> <would> get a <laughs> yellow card in the first 20 minutes uh, or a red card. Um, oh uh but I, I mean i don't mean that bad like that man signed my shirt so i like him um a lot um so yeah uh that's probably my i don't know there's no hot takes. like i'm just so excited me too there's so much rugby it's so <laughs>
1: good
0: it's a tough life we lead so
2: yeah
0: good. so good <laughs> yeah um mr hartman what uh, what hot takes do you have? Do you have any any controversial? Uh, you just asked me that. Hot takes? Sorry, not Mr. Hartman. You know, it's this long
2: COVID. affecting your brain.
0: It, no, it's the wine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've drunk too much wine. All one glass of it. Um, oh, I've by just... the way, I've
2: moved on. I've got a uh, I've got a giraffe Oh, you know, way. The Wine Estate in the Riverina. So,
0: oh, this is how classy we are. We, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. have Classy wine to mask the lack of classiness in our podcast, <laughs>
1: mm.
0: <laughs> Jack. Your thoughts, your hot takes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got a few predictions, yeah. Like, uh, well, it is, yeah, I think they'll win the series. Um, Eddie Jones will come out swinging. He'll have some uh, something to say in the media following, following the games. Um, I think uh, to, uh, Tonga, the Tonga game will be one of the games of the round. Um, Israel Folau will carve everyone up. Uh, in the Island New Zealand series, uh, All Blacks will All Blacks will get the job done. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll finish with my hot take, and as I actually, I think we're going to lose this weekend. I actually um, think we're going to yeah. lose this weekend. Um, for some reason, I don't know what the itch is. Um, I, I for some reason I'm just feeling like that, uh, and, and I've mench- I've kind of been feeling this for a little while about this upcoming tour, um, that you know, pretty much since you know since 2016, uh, following uh, you know Eddie's appointment, it's just there's there's a men- there's some sort of mental block that we have against England um, that we haven't had even against, even compared to the likes of, you know, the All Blacks. We've actually beat the All Blacks more than we've beaten England since that time. Um, and I do see us breaking that losing streak, and, that, like, I think it's, it's an eight-match losing streak. I see that happening this weekend. Um, I don't see uh, – I, I see it happening in this series. Um, and uh, But I don't know if we're going to win the series, and I don't think we're going to win this first match. That's my controversial hot take for this game, uh, for this that's, weekend.
2: It's that's not really controversial.
0: Yeah, but everyone's so optimistic. It's the start of the season.
2: Yeah, but that's the should, we're hitting. The, we're
0: hitting the ground running. This is what our pod. This is what this pod's about. Yeah, we've got a. We've no.
2: got a, a I think a, a, you know it's a strong England team. It is. Yeah, um, and like I like I said before, I don't really think that Australia's really been come together really well. Um, but maybe they will now that they've just kind of gone. Let's pick the guys from teams that are winning with the cohesion. Yeah. Um, I'm just, just excited, ex- you know. I'm just excited. Like, I yeah. hope we beat the English. Yeah. I'm just excited. Yeah, like, let's I'm gonna, a- I'm, that's, gonna that's, I'm gonna wake up nervous on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Look, it's uh, either way. Look, international rugby is back, and yeah. it's back hugely, and there is so much to be happy and positive mm-hmm. about the fact no, that I'm, it is
1: back. I'm just, I'm just keen to see. Rugby in at Optus Stadium. That is that is a gorgeous stadium.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Just came for the weekend, and I don't think I'll be talking to the missus very often. I will was mucking <laughs> myself on the couch, um, watching back to back to back to back rugby. So, what
0: are you talking about? She'll be there with you, man.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah stop talking to her though. <laughs> <laughs> don't walk in front of the TV. <laughs>
0: it's true. Um, let's talk.
2: Set. You got three seconds. Go. <laughs>
0: Let's let's talk uh, predictions um, really quickly. Um, let's talk the Australia games. Um, uh, Australia A against, Ma- against Samoa. Um, actually, I'll, we'll do Australia A, Junior Wallabies, Wallabies, um, final predictions. Uh, Jack, are we, are we going to oh. clean sweep?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll just go, yeah, we are.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, yeah.
0: You guys fucking... <laughs> All right, I, I reckon we I reckon we will beat Samoa. I reckon we'll lose to England, and I reckon we'll beat Argentina under under twenties. So I reckon it'll be two one to the green to the black for us. All right, well, I think uh, I think that'll do us for for this podcast. It's uh, exciting to have international rugby back. It's exciting to talk international rugby, um, and uh, hopefully we'll be back next week to talk about uh, a Wallaby win and to talk about the start of what hopefully will be a fantastic year of international rugby for Dave Rennie and his men in gold. Thank you, boys. been an absolute pleasure chatting to both of you. And to all of our listeners, uh, we'll catch you the next time around. Go the Wallabies.
2: Well, what did go wrong? I'll have to look look and think
1: about it. Think about it deeply, very deeply. Did it hinge in the end on a bit of genius from Surely Bombo? A bit of genius, a bit of magic, Surely Bombo very interesting very good yeah very good three cheers it was really bomb very good very good